Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It is, Welcome, folks. <laughs> Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Welcome, podcast. folks. <laughs> it's re- <laughs> uh, Matt, Matt Morgan's just trying to distract me from the fact that he's cosplaying as Guile tonight on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Uh, it is April 27th in the year 2020. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. Hey, dude, there are worse characters than Guile. I mean, although, Matt, I have to imagine in the uh, 28-year Street Fighter 2 has been a thing, did you ever go as Zangief for Halloween? No. Missed opportunity. I mean, come on. <laughs> the most natural no, thing no. for you, right? Who is the dude with the super long arms? Dalsim. Really? Oh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, E Honda kind of a little bit too, but uh, Dalsim had the really long arms. Uh, Street Fighter Two, more exciting to talk about than tonight's Monday Night Raw, I think. Uh, Matt Morgan, what did you think of tonight's show? I think I need to hit the rewind button and go back to last SmackDown's podcast and really bury Vince McMahon's exit of that show. We went way too late on that in retrospect. I watched it back a few different times and go, why did I let this pass? That was terrible. He couldn't have been any more uncomfortable, and it was awkward. Not in a funny, awkward way, but in an awkward, awkward way. Someone let their crazy uncle out to go start talking and just ramble. Yeah, It was that, terrible. Sorry. That was concerning. Like, that was almost concerning. Yes, it really was, and I let it go, and I apologize to our fans for not keeping it real with y'all. All right, now back. Now to Raw. Man, it's better. So I got nothing for you in that comment. If you're looking for something positive, you ain't getting it here. Good news for Vince, though. At least that SmackDown did the lowest rating ever on Fox. <laughs> so the fewest number of people saw it. But yeah, it, it, I watched it back today. And it, he just uh, he kept ripping on Triple H's performance. I don't know what he was talking about, like just it in wasn't general. Good. Yeah. His ripping of it was not good. No. It was in his weird voice. The Vince McMahon voice didn't come out toward like the very end. Yeah. And then he's babbling about Goodnight Padre. Good night, Padre. What? Yeah. Oh, was, Matt, that's what they Matt, yeah. that's what they call him. That's what they call him is you know his grandkids and nah, nah, nah. 
I don't know that. We don't know that. Right. Therefore, don't say it. Yeah, it's on TV. It, you know, it should be explaining commentary or something. But it, it was something. it was bad. Yeah. Uh, and tonight it was. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know the best way to qualify this. I feel like uh, running in place, treading water. Um, that six man tag in the first hour took up way too much. Then to see two of those guys in a one on one match later in the night. Yes. And money yes. in the bank sounds pretty dope this year. The more they talk about it, the better it sounds. Um, but I'm wondering, yes. I, you know, if I was doing this podcast, I would just skip all of WWE Until and just watch there. money in the bank. Yeah. I, me too. It is it is hard to watch right now, and for me, I've you know I watch I've been watching nonstop since '87, and it's never been this hard. And you know, granted, I know these are tough circumstances, but man, they that, need to that change this product. Over. They need to change the product if you're going to continue running these shows. And I, I had tweeted this out. I was like, man, do do make it more like a TV show and do a lot more backstage stuff where you yeah, see the, the talent arriving and. And conversing and wanting to meet with Vince and being told who their opponents are and just make it realistic and you know almost like the West Wing backstage <laughs> and just just to have a couple of matches you know maybe three or four um, and just change it up for now. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, you got three hours of national airtime. This is what you choose to put on it. And if they're doing this, if they're making the talent show up feel bad for the talent i mean i'm glad they're still employed i'm glad they weren't cut but it's like man like look at nxt last wednesday and even for the critiques we had of that like nxt had a lot of story even the drake maverick stuff exploitive and shitty but at least that was like a story something to get invested in tonight did anything resonate with you did anything make you think like oh i have to can't wait to see how this one turns out you know sadly one of the highlights for me was gender coming back even though you know, I've had my uh, criticisms of him, but just seeing something different, I don't know. It just felt uh, something, I don't know, um, just, just seeing someone back. It felt like the most newsworthy thing of the week. I agree. And they're building him up. They're obviously giving him a push. Look how much tonight they mentioned that he was champion. Good. Yeah, I, I mean, like they yeah, and they had, I mean, before uh, when he was here last, they had stopped mentioning him as a champion. We're just using him as enhancement talent. And, but so it's clear they, they're pushing him. And I, I got to think they're going to be doing something with Drew, you know, given their history. Uh, maybe once yes. Drew and Seth runs its course, they, they move on. It'll be good. And it, and it will be good because it'll have a backstory to it. I like that a lot. Yeah. Another shitty reason to have put Heath Slater here. This could mm-hmm. have been a nice opening for Heath Slater if they did do the storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, if they did it more like like how they did Randy Orton and Edge, where you really tie in the backstory and don't make it cheesy, don't uh, don't how do, do you the do that? Like, how do you do that with everything three MB and make it serious? Oh, simple, saying I was humiliated having to do okay. that. You were humiliated having to do that, but we did what we had to do to make it by. You say that as the babyface Drew McIntyre. Now, gender. You know, completely just has got to heal heal this up, obviously, and just completely do the obvious, which is bury it, and then um, you know, and, and just make something else up. Say that the company is racist and they put them in there just to you know so, something. I don't. Yeah, know. that's something that's made up, Matt. That's completely out of nowhere. 
I don't know, something that has teeth to yeah. it, though, that people will get pissed about. Yeah, Or like, you know, Ginger just saying, you know, he, he brought Drew back and they, you know, cover their friendship because they are legit best, you know, sure. close friends. And uh, they yeah. were all in, gosh, what, was it, uh, one of them got married and Ginger was, I think Ginger might have been like Drew's best man or was one of his uh, groomsmen. Oh, wow. uh, so just tying that history, again, like Orton and Edge just really, you know, play into that. You could have something. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. Jinder Mahal was the highlight of tonight's Monday Night Raw in the year 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm what? not saying that to just I'm not saying that to just gender. I'm just saying that like yeah. right. He was no. chasing. The, he was running around for the 24/7 title. That's uh, no, what I'm saying is that if, if somebody didn't watch the show tonight and you told them that that Jinder Mahal was the best thing of tonight, they would wonder what you were on. Um, and but seriously, no. Jinder was the, was the bright spot, the lone bright spot in tonight's show. I like Jinder, for the record. I think this will be interesting. I actually thought Jinder with the Singh Brothers was a good combination. I think Jinder versus Drew will be a very good feud. Um, and they need more heels. So this will be this will be something. Um, I think the unfortunate thing is with Zelina and her stable, they are leaning into this so much. Matt, why don't you think, or do you think this is working? with? I mean, Zelina is a superstar. But uh, with, with these guys, I mean, is, is this working for you? It, it is, and here's why. Because these guys I would not give a rat's ass about. And because of her, she, she draws my attention to them, at least in the beginning. It's up to them to sink or swim with, with what they do in the ring and what they do with their character development, obviously. But she does the hardest part, I would argue, there is to do, which is to get my eyes off of body slamming my kid in the bed and screwing around and back onto the TV show again which she always does because I want to hear what she's going to say. Yeah. Do you think that they've done a good enough job of establishing an agenda with this? I mean, just this idea that she's no, got this is totally, no, this is totally the village people type of, uh, um, stable, just like, uh, the foreign nation stable. Remember that random one they threw together, yeah, League of Nations. which League of Nations, that was so random. Um, but again, she at least makes those no offense to them. Mid card at best, talents lower card tiered talents. I would argue, except for what's his name, um, her main guy, um, Andrade. Her main Andrade, you know, and then what's his name is going to be good too. But right now he's still not there. He's still a, a mid carder. And, and they have them losing every time out. If you're trying to build a new stable, you need to you need yeah. to get these guys some wins. I mean, if you yeah. had the Wyatt family jobbing from the start, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have taken off. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, there was one other bright spot tonight, which was Samoa Joe on commentary. Always. I think he was all right. You would have rather had Jerry Lawler back talking about uh, Tazawa's no. uh, flip? The, the, the ramen stuff? Of course. Ob you know, obviously not. But uh, Joe, he seemed very um, subdued. Like, I think in the past he was a heel, so he was... He, he was more, he stood out more, I thought, than tonight. Tonight, he's just sounded like another, uh, just another guy. Well, he's, probably, he's probably sick and tired of having to be a commentary. He's supposed to be a main event star by now. Probably, yeah. That's got to be frustrating as hell. I'm sure. Yeah. You can't stay healthy. Well, so we did open tonight with uh, MVP doing an edition of the VIP Lounge, bringing out Rey Mysterio. Paul Cruz and Aleister Black. Uh, of course, Zelina came out with Austin Theory, Angel Garza, and Andrade. Uh, they ended up getting into it, which set up a six-man match. And uh, this was like the first 45 minutes of the show, this yeah. match that ended with Apollo Cruz, Aleister Black, and Rey Mysterio winning the match. 
Yeah, so real quick, um, they're doing this. They did this again, I want to say either last week or the week before, um, where they have like a six-man tag, and then they break it down into like a tag, and then it breaks down into a singles with uh, who's the party tag team? Group? Yeah, they, they did name? it with the Street Profits. And, uh, Street Profits. Yeah. And same group of three village people. Um, it's annoying that they do that. They eat up way too much content and time with talents that we don't care enough about just yet i you know we care about ray sure um but yeah yeah too much too much on my tv yeah the roster's really bit you can tell the roster's really kind of thin right now justin lopez with the two dollar super chat thanks asking yeah. where has ko been is he sitting out so like a lot of the wrestlers can't be used right now because of all the travel restrictions and things like that so they're mostly he using lives in Orlando. uh yes does he oh yeah so, well I saw him when he was in rehab here with Sammy. I don't know if they actually live here, though. If they were just rehabbing here. Or yeah, not. I thought he still lives in Canada. but Maybe. Maybe they have um, two residences. Maybe he's in uh, Canada currently. Yeah. And, but, but you know, a lot of, you know, some talent, you know, on their own volition are sitting out during this pandemic. And others, you know, with the travel issues. So you see it's kind of the same talents they're using week in and week out. It's like the same 20, 20 guys. I mean, but. there's a lot that live here, though. A lot that live here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. Oh yeah. If that's a reason, then that's okay. That's excusable. If that's the case. Yeah. What did you say? Marsuli, Marsusili, uh, saying WWE booking one one. Rollins loses at Mania, gets the title shot. Owens wins and disappears. Uh, Rollins needs a refresh. I agree with the Rollins stuff. And it never makes sense to me to have someone lose a big match and then put them in the world title picture. Hmm. Like in any movie, would you fair. do that? No, it's fair. But you, I agree with you. You're right. It makes no sense. Uh, let's take a moment to thank the sponsor of tonight's show. The first thing Raj said to me before we went on the air is, hey, Glenn, did you get a haircut? Well, yes, indeed. If you tuned in the last Wednesday's podcast. You just which... noted time out, time out, time out. You just noticed that now, Raj? <laughs> I did, yeah, because I listened, but I didn't. Uh, hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> oh, my God, Glenn. Your feelings like torn to shreds right now that he does not watch us. Look, Matt Morgan, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks. If Raj starts listening and watching this podcast, we're in big trouble, buddy. Like we're going to be uh, doing true. our own thing. We're going to be, uh, you know, calling this up Vince true. Russo. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to be going well. Uh, By the way, but, Vince Russo was upset with you, Matt, the other the other week. About what? Because uh, he said he's been calling out JB, saying he's uh, the whole JBL thing with Brawl for All. Vince said he's been saying for years that uh, the right. reason he did Brawl for All was because uh, JBL was running his mouth. And he has it. Actually, well, it's in his book. <clears throat> I was I was just going to say, if there's a point that I missed and he said it like way, way, way back in the day that he did Brawl for All because of that. Yeah. But yeah, I'll leave my words and say my bad. I like Vince. I got yeah. against him. Yeah. But to be called JBL, the JBL we saw when I was at SmackDown, like the bully guy. Bullshit. He was no bully just yet. He was still earning his wings. He had Ken Shamrock in the locker room and dudes that would eat him alive. Undertaker. Guys guys that would never allow that. He was too young. He was too green still to be a bully just yet. Was it doesn't it, mean he's... Was it him being... A, I think Vince wasn't saying he was being a bully, but rather JBL was just talking about how he could beat everybody up and he was this badass. That's every wrestler. <laughs> But I think the way JBL was saying it really got under Vince's skin. So you designed an entire tournament to go see which one? Come on. What was his original reason? There was a different reason he used to give. That's where I'm thinking I'm coming up with this from. Was it? There was a different reason he gave us 
I don't think As he did. Fan. Maybe Jim Cornette did, but uh, no, Vince. No, 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 no. He, no, he sent why, me. Why he, he sent me the thing from his book where he actually said it. He was. He was when really did the book come it. out? When did the book come out? 2011, I think. Uh, let me okay. check here. I don't know. Anyhow, if he said, "Well, hang on." If he's, <laughs> I like Vince. I, yeah. I have no. I like Vince. Um, I give him shit, but I, I do like Vince. Um, I want to make sure it's 2011. No, 2002. Then okay. Then that's yeah. fair. Okay. Yeah. My bad, Vince. You happy? <laughs> uh, I am error in the chat room. Keep saying. Why not just text me? You do share my freaking phone number. Just text me. <laughs> Let's talk about how you're going to put me over Bound for Glory versus Kurt Angle for 33 months. <laughs> where Kurt Angle walks up to you five times at that day and says, I don't know, maybe we should put the 700-300-pound guy over that we just had run through. The entire man of it mafia. Still, though, the best anybody's ever booked me to date. So thank you, Vince, at the same time. Uh, go shout out. compliment. <laughs> I am Aaron in the chat room are saying we said Friday night the show wasn't good and let me tell you for the problems that Friday night Smackdown had uh I didn't get on the, I did not get on the ending enough though not nearly enough that I should have and I apologize to the fans it was still a better show than tonight I would watch Friday's oh, episode yes, three times yes. in a row before watching tonight again once yeah I mean yeah. tonight it's not like there was anything wrong with it uh there wasn't anything bad it was just it's just so boring and it's you know talent that they haven't built up yet um you know the the ones that have been built up were used in the last 10 minutes so um it's just boring uh let me tell you the time you spent tonight watching monday night raw you could have spent grooming yourself with our sponsor manscaped there it is manscaped Manscaped, who brings me this uh this fresh fade that i've got on the top of my head (laughs) You should see what I got going on down below because uh, Manscaped, it's tough, man. I've got got thick hair. I'm not the hairiest man, but what I do have is thick. It's tough to tame. And uh, yes, let's talk more details now. Matt, on the other hand, Matt, that's that's seven Matt feet of man. Not, Matt is not part of this commercial. Continue, <laughs> Matt, longtime Manscaped customer, because nothing else is tough enough <clears throat> to tame the blueprint. Except for Manscaped. Manscaped, uh, the official electric razor of UFC. Uh, if you've ever had that awkward moment of sparring against someone who had a full bush coming out of their shorts, Manscaped has everything you need to keep your package nice and tidy. It's the best in men's below the belt grooming with their top notch ball trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0 that will keep you clean without nicks and cuts. And let me tell you, we're seeing during this lockdown that uh, this could be used all over the body, including for the hair on your head. Uh, Manscaped, I'm telling you, it is is one of those things where think about your partner think about think about yourself think about your own self-respect not just respect for your partner and tidying things up down there but think about for yourself you don't want to look in the mirror and be like oh my god like this has just gotten out of hand raj you look in the mirror every day with what's going on on top of your head imagine the lack of overall grooming and upkeep matt are you're still shaving like doing well i mean are you still doing a full body shave right now i mean you're yes. not like doing really because yeah because it's tough right you stop doing it and it's just like ah once you start you can't stop no, you gotta always maintain it. You'll be there forever. Hey, really quick though, um, was that really in the in the ID card about like, uh, hey, the, would you say the wrestling part or something like that? Uh, the UFC, the UFC sparring with your partner with a full bush coming out of their shorts. That is in the copy. You guys, please hire me, Manscaped. <laughs> I've been using you guys for years before it was even cool. Before you guys were even a hashtag, I was using you guys. All right, let me write your stuff, please. Continue. Manscaped revolutionary 
because manscaping can be traumatic and it can be difficult. It can take a lot of time. Manscaped gets the job done. Yes. They have this lawnmower 3.0. It's proprietary with advanced skin safe technology. Makes manscaping accidents a thing of the past. When you're manscaped, you will look better and you will feel better uh, in the bedroom, out of the bedroom, especially just sort of sitting around the house lately, man. It's just it's just gross. If you're like hairy, you're unkept, like it's just a bad deal for everyone. And let me tell you, your partner yeah. isn't gonna want to come near you if nope. uh, you know you got Sam Roberts poking out of your shorts. Uh, <laughs> that's just not a good look for anyone. Uh, so the lawnmower 3.0 comes inside Manscaped's new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes you step up your grooming game. And it's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. Speaking of smelling nice, uh, let me tell you, the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, uh, they will keep you from sweating, smelling, and sticking, most importantly. All of these products smell fantastic. The Perfect Package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs, my favorite boxer briefs that I own, Matt Morgan's as well. They're not only yes. comfy, but anti-chafing. And hey, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WINC at manscaped.com. Give the perfect gift for yourself, for uh, you know your schwanz, and... Uh, your sparring partner, as it were, 20% off free shipping with the code <laughs> W-I-N-C at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping, manscaped.com. Whatever you get, use the code W-I-N-C at checkout. And we thank Manscaped for supporting the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Really quick. Yeah. Give me a 20 second here. What is the difference, Glenn, between uh, ball toner and what's the other one? Uh, uh, ball deodorant. Well, I would think that toner would be afterwards. Uh, it would be kind of a skin conditioner. And ball, de ball deodorant would literally be something that would prevent against uh, smelling and uh, excessive job, moisture. Good job, Glenn. Took me a little while to pick up on that. I was like, these are the same exact thing, but they are not. You can they give use you explicit both. directions. They give you explicit directions, in fact, on the back. You could use both any time, though, right? It's not just you after get, you shave. You could get away. You could get away with it, but you really, you, you definitely want to do the uh, um, uh, toner after you shave. But you also want to do the toner when you come out of the shower at first and you dry it off. Yeah. This stuff smells awesome for real. It does. Yeah. It, it yeah. smells. You, you, you can smell, your whole body smells of it. Actually, it smells so good. Um, but that stuff, I'm being so sincere, guys. I, fans watching this, I've been. I, I'm so dead serious. I've been buying this the minute it came out. Because this is something wrestlers have been dying for for years. Because even when you do your chest and you shave your uh, your chest, your abs, your stomach, your arms, shoulders, wherever, your back, normal razors cut the living bleep out of you. Because mm -hmm. after a while, you get sick of how long it takes. You get annoyed. So you start going quicker if you're doing your shoulders, your traps, your chest. And you start the, the normal blades leave freaking scratches and scars everywhere. Everywhere. This does not because of that ceramic blade that's on the opposite side of the normal blade there. Yeah, that, that white part is amazing. I'm shocked it's taken someone this long to come out with it, but they did. And this thing is revolutionary. Am it's I fantastic, man. Get it. Get it. Trust me. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, like we talked about, so Raj, you got to get in on this. I know you're going to grow your hair out uh, and make everyone – probably your, your family, this audience, everyone very uncomfortable when Raj grows his hair way out. Uh, but let me tell you, I feel like I took 100 pounds of hair off with this thing, and it took about 15 minutes. It was fantastic. Highly recommend picking up one or two of these, or you can be like Justin LaBar and just use the same one for your entire body, head, and everything. Whatever you prefer. <laughs> Actually, but yeah, I know. I still 
keep everything, you know, trim and proper. You know? so, <laughs> Rush putting it out there. I mean, now, ladies, you know, I know I'm, we're I'm, locked down now, but let no, me tell you. I'm just, I'm just Cash. head on my hair where I have to go to a barber. I'm not going out for that. I'm not going to cut that yet. But I'm still keeping, you know, the beard, body hair, everything else has got to, got to keep it, you know, got to keep it nice and tight. Hashtag red face Raj. <laughs> Trending worldwide. <laughs> ben, I mean, I'm sorry. Hang on real quick. Raj, what do you use now? Just a normal set of clippers? Or do you like the straight edge? No, I got a, the, uh, I used to have a, uh, the electric razor. So I just use that. Uh, Raj, speaking of red face Raj, I described last Monday, Raj, when Ryback was on this podcast, that it's like the first time, uh, that your friend brings his girlfriend to hang out with all of his friends. <laughs> First of all, my face isn't red. It's the lighting of this room. <laughs> no, when you get embarrassed, your cheeks get red. <laughs> Let's see here. Let's fix this up. All right. When, when, when me and Glenn get into our shenanigans and start talking about anything anti, like opposite of wrestling, you're getting annoyed with us. You get red face. That's uh, interesting because I usually don't. I think it's just this room. Uh, real quick, before we get back to Raw, uh, uh-huh. Justin Toner with the $5 Super Chat, he's saying, Matt, he watched TNA Slammiversary 2009 on Pluto TV's Impact Channel this past weekend. You versus Sting was interesting. You looked great back then. Were you happy with it? No, and because that was probably one of my first bigger matches, and again, to his credit, Vince Russo booked that. Again, He's I, I got to give the guy credit. He did book me the best out of anybody booking me between WWE and TNA for sure. Um, and Sting was one of them. Um, but I effed up. If you go back and watch that, Sting Scorpion Death Drop because I was so damn tall and longer than what Sting maybe thought I was. And he kind of stumbled with me a little bit. So we did like, um, uh, what do you call it really quick? We called an audible and he ended up doing it to me by having to climb up the second or I think the second rope. And have to give me the death drop from that instead because I was so t- taller than he thought I would be. But yeah, I was honored. Is it just frigging sting? What an honor! Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, Michael Sachs Jr. Five dollars. Didn't even watch Raw tonight. I'd rather watch this podcast. More interesting and much funnier. Never watching Raw. Wow. Uh, hashtag Triple H. Please take over WWE. I agree. I agree with that uh, comment. Please. Well, Triple H. You know he's in charge of NXT, and that's not really knocking him dead right now either. Better I'll show NXT over this any uh, day. Just it's, the it's, girls' it's, division alone, the women's division alone, NXT is better than Raw. That's fallen a lot more over the past seven months than any other show. Because <laughs> we're compa- but we're compa- what NXT or the women's division? Of yeah, NXT. NXT. Yeah, the ratings. I mean, it yeah, is. The ratings. It's, 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 uh, my, for what I like to watch, I'm just saying. If I had a choice, I definitely like NXT much better than Raw. Oh. So back to Raw tonight, uh, after that six-man tag that set up Apollo to get a U.S. title shot with Andrade for later yeah. in the show, then we had Asuka versus Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax tonight. Now, these are some hard-hitting girls. So there was going to be some stiff action, I thought, in this match. What did you guys think? Well, they didn't even start it, right? It, they yeah, just, never started. Yeah, never started. They just hit each other up and... Going into it though, did you like? Were you like, holy shit? One of them are gonna step Oscar, and Oscar's gonna whip their ass off. <laughs> oh, I was thinking this could be a main event. Are you kidding? Like, if you let right? them go hundred percent and just have a match, I mean, this could be insane. Yeah, I mean, this was basically the three baddest asses outside of Ronda Rousey that they had. <laughs> yes. You know, like yes. So, 
Um, yeah, I was actually, yeah, I was looking forward to, you know, which way they were going to go because they were all in a position where you don't want to beat any of them right now. And that's, that's what they ended up doing. They didn't beat any of them. But uh, I almost thought Naya was going to take the fall just for injuring Kyrie or just her, her move oh, yeah. to Kyrie last week. But she was the one standing tall at the end. How, how many people has Naya injured? I keep reading, you know, people's comments and Twitter and stuff. I guess she's injuring people, it says. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a lot. I mean, you know, obviously, famously, Becky Lynch. Um, let me see. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, we saw Kyrie last week. Zelina Vega once. Um, Ember yeah, Moon. Jesus. Our truth, I guess. Um, <laughs> Bailey, <laughs> wow, and Charlotte, and then yeah, Becky Lynch. So, oh uh, my God! Usually, guys, just so you know, for the record, with Vince as a bigger guy, like a bigger guy or a bigger girl, for that matter, you don't get more than one f up of injuring somebody. Seriously, maybe maybe two at most. Yeah. Wow! You just listed like seven. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> oh, I, uh, wow. Yeah, it doesn't sound good when you put them all back to back like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My my beef with Naya is uh, what was that vignette where she was hanging out with Alexa and her pet pig, and she tried to feed Alexa's pet pig like pork, like bacon, and I was like, oh, that's just a bad person. Like, I don't, I can't get down with that. <laughs> no, that that's when I turned on her. That's what that's what they did, Glenn. That dude, that's weird, man. Like, don't you think that's weird? I mean, that's just like a like that is a strange behavioral thing to do. Was it turkey bacon? No, no, it was legit bacon, like from a fast food place. Setting it uh, get, wasn't to get, to get heat. No, this was like a behind the scenes thing. This was like a thing where they were hanging out. She was doing it like jokingly, but for real, like. It was just weird. You know, I mean, this isn't yeah. even like some weird preachy vegan stuff. Like, I know other people were sort of disturbed by this as well. I just thought it was odd. Uh, but uh, unsafe in the ring, whatever. I'm just like, ooh, not a good person. Yeah. Like, that's a weird move. Um, well, maybe she's not aware of the dangers of, of doing that. Like, she's just was trying to feed the pig and didn't realize that feeding a bacon is a like, bad well, idea. Well, some human flesh. Isn't that funny? Like, I'm going to, like, just feed There are people out there. She was, probably... she was feeding the pig itself. Like yeah, its own. It's like, like he said, feeding a human being. Yeah, that's some creepy shit. There dude. are people out there that think the coronavirus has to do with Corona beer. So there are, <laughs> no, there are people out there that probably don't know that feeding an animal its own kind is is bad for it. It's just weird behavior. Anyhow, um, that being said, let me talk about a high point. Speaking of badass women in the WWE, did you guys see that Tamina promo video? That she did that's yeah. going around Twitter? Yes. No. Like, I did. Oh my God. That's like the first real promo I think Why Tamina's ever done. They need to be doing that. She I was great. It's really good. You got to show off her personality. Um, I don't think she's yeah. beaten Bailey, but I wouldn't be upset if she did. Uh, anyhow, um, so back to the show tonight. As we said, that match didn't end up happening, but Nia was standing tall at the end. Then we had Bobby Lashley versus uh, Denzel Dujanay. Uh, another squash match with Bobby picking up an easy win. Real quick, has Becky wrestled since they've been back? No, I don't think so. Right since WrestleMania, no. she's no, done promo. I believe that's about it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, no actual wrestling. Does this Denzel live in the arena or something? <laughs> like, 
Like, it doesn't make sense why he continues to get these matches. Yeah, yeah he probably does. He probably, he probably just lives down the street. Seriously. Yeah. I live down the street. Give me an hour, WWE. <laughs> I'll come to the J-O-B for the right amount of money. <laughs> I mean, but who'd you put over? You've said, like, Orange Cassidy, uh, obviously, is someone that you would in AEW. But in WWE or NXT. Orange Cassidy before he became famous. All right? yeah. I'd like <laughs> to think that we were semi-responsible for helping. <laughs> Dude, that tweet went viral. Yeah. You guys remember. Yeah. Um, I mean, but no, um, I don't know. Whatever. I'm a good sport. It's not real. I mean, not that it's not real, but you know what I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not a mark. Yeah. yeah, but is there someone is there a young male talent that you look at uh who you say I would Braun. Braun, yeah, okay. I would, yeah. I like Braun. There you go. That works. Um, so back to the show tonight. Uh do we have any other super chats, Raj? Sure, let's get uh, Terry yeah. Allen real quick. Uh, uh, Terry Allen Jr. Yes. is asking you if you liked your Sleeping Giant theme from TNA. Loved it, actually. I did. I didn't like the beginning of it because it wasn't really wrestling infancy ish. But once the chorus hit, I liked it and what the lyrics of it were. Yes. Did Dixie's, uh, Dixie's husband do that one? No, they went to a band called Tenfold and they got the rights to it to play. For uh-huh. me, which I thought was awesome of them to do something like that to begin with. If the lyrics fit me perfectly, so I, I actually pose on stage to that, hmm. believe it or not, for NBC uh-huh. men's physique competitions. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, we got to look at the new WWE 2K Battlegrounds video game. That's yeah, so no 2K, no 2K21. This is uh, what they're going to do instead. Could be okay. Yeah. I'm a huge 2K mark too. I love that company. I don't know what the hell they were doing with this. Was it, do you think it's just a strategic thing that they thought they would lose money on the game this year because of how badly reviewed last year's game was and that they figured getting a year off and just putting something else out there? Um, I don't know. What do you mean? It's, they it's, had a thousand and nine glitches. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, well, that's what I mean. Like they felt like because last year's game was so bad that this year's game wouldn't do well either, uh, regardless of if they fixed it. And that's why they oh, came out with this I, different I, game. Okay, I apologize. I thought they took the one with all the glitches off the market altogether. Oh no, no, that's still up there. You can still okay. you can still buy it. <laughs> oh no, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, Glenn, you'd know more about this. So, yeah, it, they, the, developing the video game engine takes forever, right? So, where did they I come was up with say, this? Were they going to, yeah, were they going to use the same engine again? I two K, or is they, it from another game, and they're just changing probably from the another faces? game? They just licensed another engine, most likely. Yeah, uh, I mean, but it looks—I don't know—it looks very arcade-like. It could, it could actually be good. I mean. If it's not broken, I will absolutely play this game because it just looks like stupid fun. I might try it. I used to love those arcade games, but I mean, the it might be kind of cool. So we'll see. Yeah. Wait, uh, arcade like like the old school, old school WWF ones. Mm-hmm. Like, that was uh, so cool. yeah, like it, there used to be one called the Main Event uh, that oh. I used to play at the arcade. It was like in the eighties. Yes. It was so awesome. Anyway. It was. Is that the one with like Ted DiBiase and Andre? No, that was a different. Together? That was a WWF one. This main event was like independent. And, uh, uh, oh, okay. yeah, it was really cool. I, I've been trying to find it. And I wanted to buy one for uh, for my basement, but I can't get it. 
you don't have like a MAME setup. A what? You know, a MAME. It's an arcade emulator. You can essentially build a cabinet. You can do like a Raspberry Pi, one of those little $40 computers, and it can emulate and play thousands of old arcade games. I got this program on my Chromebook. I've been playing that lately. I have like an $80 Chromebook. Raj is a, you know, Raj is is big Willie over there. So he needs a big (laughs) arcade to people to walk in and go, wow, you got a big arcade here, Raj. Absolutely. He's like, I restored this from scratch. I bought the original side art and put it on there. That and punch out. (laughs) Oh, yes. I agree with that. Yes. Arcade punch out was difficult. Yeah. Much harder than oh, the and, and Matt, to your point, that was WrestleFest that you're talking was the WWF one. Um, I love that. That was awesome. I yeah. Love that game. yeah, thanks, Justin. Uh, now we got to go back and talk about Raw. Liv Morgan versus Ruby Riot. Liv Morgan picking up a pretty easy win here, but what'd you make of that promo afterwards that she cut about still trying to figure you out who like she it? is? And what to- well, I mean, it seems it was either it was fair really- because we don't know yeah. who the hell she is. Yeah, I didn't know if this was something like how Vince sees millennials or, uh, you know, something along those lines. But, I, you know, they're pushing Liv. They're being consistent with it. Uh, she keeps getting these wins on TV. They're not doing the 50-50 with her and Ruby. And uh, I see star potential in Liv. She, I f- feel like she keeps getting better. So I, I thought that was good. I think that if this was genuine and honest, Matt, then that's great that she was just literally like, hey, Liv, what's been up with you? And she's like, I'm still figuring out what's up with me. I don't know. It would probably be the most honest thing WWE put on the air. Well, nothing. Come on. Nothing they do is going to be a promo like that. Everything they do is scripted. Yeah. But they're obviously listening to the fans saying, well, wait a minute. She was just involved in this lesbian um, triangle, whatever, two weeks ago. And now all of a sudden... She's now in this character coming out like this. And now she's like this. She's made a change, it feels like, three different times in a matter of like a month and a half to two months since she's come back. So that's a fair promo, I think, that she should be cutting. I agree with you if it's sincere, Matt. What I almost wonder is if they're going to have her – actually, this, this sounds like a Vince thing. They're going to have her come out every week with a new different gimmick while she's trying to settle on who she is. Oh, no. I don't think it's Like that. Charlie Haas had to do? Yeah. <laughs> Because she's been doing the same thing every week as far as her attire yeah. and everything. Uh, they are, Juhali Parwani at the $5 Super Chat, he's saying that the game is the same team that made NBA Playgrounds. And in their statement, they acknowledge 2K20 errors and they are fixing it for next year. So there you go. NBA Playgrounds, have you played that? I have not. Okay. I don't even have a, I, I literally have been playing like Paperboy and 720 and Ms. Pac-Man lately. That's uh been my go-to games. I don't think my Xbox is hooked up anymore. Um, so the Viking Raiders cut a promo on the Street Profits, declaring they want the smoke. They they've just murdered the Viking Raiders these last two weeks. I mean, they they were kind of losing the crowd before everything went you know uh, crowdless. Kinda. But Kinda. now they're they're throwing Dude, the dirt. Why around. would they? Really quick, why were they driving around in an SUV, randomly just yelling things to each other? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, last week. It was so... What was that? It was so bad. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Uh, but who, was who hasn't just... funny to make fun of them? Funny. Yeah, he he had a big turkey leg or something like uh, like from the Flintstones. Terrible. Oh. Who hasn't just? 
ridden around with their friends yelling things out the window at random or to each other in the car. To each other. Yes. <laughs> that happened once. I remember I had a friend, Rob, he's a character. He would just yell out random hip-hop lyrics. Then he would insist on rolling down the window and screaming out, money ain't a thang, to people as we drove by them. Hmm. Oh, my God. He needs to be punched in the mouth as hard as possible. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved him to oh drive by Matt. <laughs> what? Glenn, you should have defriended him immediately. <laughs> you know what's that funny? That is a total damn, that is a total D-bag move. <laughs> total D-bag. Yeah, yeah. This is my friend that uh, ran for city council two years ago and lost in a landslide after I spent all that time like working with him on his really? campaign. Yeah. He's a good guy, so but he was a character. But you mean the guy that was yelling out the window money ain't a thing didn't win his election? You, you don't say. <laughs> it wasn't during the election. Actually, he probably would have gotten more votes during that during the election. If he did that. <laughs> yeah, that probably would have worked out better for him. Um, anyhow, uh, Akira Tozawa versus Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal returning tonight, looking dominant. They're hyping up his championships. We talked about it earlier. And uh, winning, squashed him. Yeah, with the Coloss. That was good. Yeah, Jinder looked good. Yeah. He- Cut his hair pretty short, but um, yeah, he, he looked good here. Put it back in there, please. Oh, thank you. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, all the chat room is now asking about how I'm playing. Well, like five people in the chat room are asking how I'm playing old video games. It's a pro, uh, it's something called MAME, M-A-M-E. I forget what it stands for, but it's like arcade machine emulator or something. Look it up. It's on every platform. You can install it on like a Chromebook, your computer. It's fantastic. It will let you play all the old arcade games. Uh, anyhow, like seriously, like this week, that should be like a good time waster for uh, everyone. It's a lot of fun. Um, so this United States title match, Paulo Cruz versus Andrade tonight. So what happened? Is Paulo like legitimately injured? No, no. Apollo, because at the end, uh, they did the thing where they called it. He's unable to compete at the end. So I just always want to okay. ask. Remember in, sure. in storyline, like he kind of tweaked his leg outside the ring during the match, and then at the, for the finish, he came off the top rope, and they sold it like he landed badly, and uh, yeah, they, so they did the referee stoppage. But they're not; they wouldn't do a backstage segment with him later if he was legitimately injured, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a way to get out of a match. Like they, they did that earlier in the night yeah. with the triple threat. Um, yeah. I guess they didn't want to beat Andrade twice in the show, so and they didn't want Apollo to win the title yet. I think they a DQ would have been fine in this case, but they didn't. Yeah, so would have. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. If I hadn't seen these guys wrestle earlier in the night, I would have been much more invested in this match. Yeah. Me too. And if it yeah. wasn't forty minutes earlier in the match, the first hour pretty much was was that. It was. Yep. Uh, so then after that, man, all these Triple H videos tonight, this feel like this was really running it into the ground after Friday. What do you mean? Well, the Triple H 25th anniversary, they had the moments Friday. He came out and spoke. They did the thing with Vince. Sean was there. It was awkward, but it's like tonight. I don't know. I mean, I get that he had a lot of great moments. I thought this is what they should have done Friday night, quite frankly. I think they should have just done. A really slick video package for all of his successful moments in the company. Um, you know, just keep it like that versus what that crap was on SmackDown. 
Yeah, um, I mean, it, the way they were building it was like there was going to be another one of those tonight. Because, you know, when they said they're going to do another Triple H Appreciation Night tonight. So I'm with you, Matt. I'm glad they didn't do it uh, again. It w- that would have been overkill if they did another segment. Um, and I thought just the clips, they didn't need to be doing that. But it felt really tonight like WWE was trying to find ways to kill time from the 40-minute match. And not just tonight, but a lot of weeks where they're just trying to kill as much time as possible. There's tons of video packages. Um, and, yeah, the Triple H yeah. stuff was, was some of it. Yeah. Um, then we had the Street Profits responding to the Viking Raiders, saying they accept the challenge and they can get the smoke next week. It really all sounds so much stupider reading it as a recap, <laughs> like rather than when it was said. Um, but then we got the video recap of Becky Lynch and her moment at WrestleMania. This was from her 24 special. I- I'm a huge Becky Lynch fan, but let me just say I'm a little tired. Of, of like I don't need to see this match or clips from this WrestleMania main event. Like give give it a six month break. We've seen it so many times from every angle. And also Becky talking about how the crowd was so into it. When anyone that watched that match knew that the crowd was just dead for this match. And again, it's not their fault. It was on so late. Um, I mean, the match itself wasn't great, but um, eh, it was what it was. <laughs> Another video package. There, again, like I said, they're just trying to kill time. It was. It was was on. Um, it it was indeed there. What about Ever Rise versus Cedric Alexander and Ricochet? Who? Ever Rise. This was uh, Chase Parker and Matt Martell from NXT. Did they say from NXT? It says that in the Wrestling Inc. recap. Okay. I, I feel like it's a. I didn't even hear them say it on the show. Because they say it a lot with these, you know, the guys they're using as enhancement talent. They're like, oh, it's so and so from NXT. And I think it just makes NXT look bad that every time you're saying that, it's someone that's, uh, you know, basically being a. Doing an the enhancement job. Talent. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree with that. But they've got to do some sort of introduction. So. Because it is weird if you do watch NXT and you see these guys and gals on that show, then they're there on Raw. Not to make acknowledgement of it is also kind of weird, too. Right. How about this? Don't put them in this situation to begin with. Yeah. Don't bring them up just to job them. Well, next week, uh, we saw at the end of this um, MVP reintroducing Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink of NXT, uh, setting them up after uh, Ricochet and Cedric got this match tonight. What's up with MVP? Like, does he live close to the performance center? Is he like bunking there? Why is MVP having this renaissance? <laughs> well, MVP works there now. He's he's a producer. He's a back. I mean, I producer. like MVP, but I'm just saying, like, we're seeing a lot of MVP these last couple weeks. But yeah, he's a producer, and and yeah, I, I think that's great that they're using him because uh, he he's got charisma. He still got you know can talk better than a lot of the guys. So. Uh, you know Shane, Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. I don't know how many people would be excited to see them he, against this. You know, against uh, wow. Ricochet and Apollo, but MVP being there adds a lot to it. That's true. It, it, it's that's true, and these are good points, Glenn. Because that was a question I I was wondering about too. Where why is this guy just randomly getting a run all of a sudden? Yeah. Uh, again, Matt, but you live close sense. by too. If they're just calling in former exactly. talent, but these guys work for the company. Can I have a, <laughs> Can, can I have a can I have a Piper's pit? 
<laughs> Tammy's pointing out that the NXT yeah. people they have on Raw are rarely on NXT TV anyway. Yeah. So they shouldn't bring up that they're from NXT. Just have them. So then don't bring it up then. Yeah, because just they're here there to be jobbers and enhance and enhance them. Don't say they're from NXT if that's the case. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Even weirder, given how they reshowed that Triple H moment. I agree. It was one of. I mean, it was a really cool moment from Survivor Series, like having NXT call their shot for Survivor Series. If I'm a yes. fan that doesn't watch NXT, I probably don't know what to make of it. Given they show something like that, and then we just see NXT talent constantly losing on Raw and SmackDown. And and again, you know, these aren't these. Know it's the slick show with the edgy show. Yeah, and again, these aren't like top guys. There, it's not like they're having Adam Cole losing enhancement matches. Yeah, okay, but but, 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 but to the point, like, yeah, I think by not by saying NXT and then showing it because so much of the audience doesn't watch NXT. You know, a third of the raw audience probably watches NXT. To the other two thirds, it makes it sound like a an a inferior brand. Yeah, Matt, if there was a wrestler that lost all the time and they kept bill- billing him as being from Longwood, Florida. And if his thing was losing, wouldn't you be like, hey, can we lay off the Longwood part? Can we just say, like, Seminole County, maybe? Do we have to specifically, like, associate our city with this one guy who always loses? <laughs> That's terrible. No, but um, I know what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Um, I-, I think we're all analyzing it a little bit. A little bit. We're spending a little bit too much time talking well, about Perception this. matters. Because it's not like they're... It's, but, but they're not... Yes, it does. Perception's reality, in fact. But, unfortunately or fortunately, rather, they're not doing it with their main NXT talents. Yeah. Champa's yeah. not coming up there a job in 15 seconds. Right. Yeah. They just shouldn't be saying it, but yeah. It's still... But they need yeah, to it's use... still the edgy brand. Yeah, they don't have enough talent, so they need to be oh. using their development talent, you know, on TV, so... Anyway. I just still don't know, though, because there is so many... Listen, there is so many people that live here that work in that company here in Central Florida. There's like hundreds. Yeah, but there's how so many... I don't know why a lot of these other talents are not wrestling. I don't understand it. Yeah, I think they're that... not all home in their home states. Yeah, but maybe with the the testing procedures and everything that they have in place, they only want to use talent under contract and not you know outside. And so that's why these NXT guys you know are being used uh, is because they are under contract and you know they they have to go through all the testing and maybe they're agreeing to quarantines I, I and mean... things like that. I do mean under contract talents. Yeah. Yeah. Lydia, Florida and Orlando and Tampa. Um, I mean, I think they are probably using a lot of them. Uh, you know, they're, they're using guys that they don't, that can be enhancement talent on TV that you won't remember. So later when they do get a push and they bring them back that, you know, you won't remember them. So, um, Chris Davies tweeted at us, Raj, that WWE has tweeted announcing that Apollo Crews will not be competing in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match due to the knee injury he suffered during his title match tonight against Andrade. All right, so the injury (laughs) angle. I was really happy for Apollo. This actually kind of sucks. What do you think that's about? Maybe it can still be a work? Yeah, it's a work. I'm sure it's just uh, a storyline thing to get someone else in the match. Yeah, not to get sympathy on him, and he'd come out of nowhere and come back into the match and Dude, it's, it's in the office. Apollo should be like there, like disguised as like a maintenance man, and then Andrade like thinks he's gonna go up there, and just Apollo out of nowhere, like 
they could do some cool shit with this, given that it's in the office building. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. But I'm if, really anyways, again, if these were if these were real, the injuries aren't you know, and someone's getting pulled. They don't announce it till days later. They're not going to be doing a backstage promo with them, which was clearly scripted. Yeah, and they um, would never cut somebody and then put them on TV, making it seem like they could win their job back in a predetermined tournament either. I mean, come on, let's be real. But that's, I mean, that's different. I, I don't know why that you, why they're doing that either. But, um, but I'm just saying from a scripting standpoint, if he's injured, they're not going to have him rush him uh, to a backstage segment with his knee already bandaged up, uh, you know, know. T- 15 minutes later. Still can't get over the Drake Maverick thing. As like confirmations come out, like, oh no, they haven't rehired him. Like, yeah. it's really crappy. He will be rehired. I will bet you guys he'll be rehired. Yeah, that's kind of what it. I don't see how they don't at this point. I mean, they would just look like a cold asshole company if they didn't <laughs> doing this story. Yes. Yeah. Yes, All they right. would. Did, uh, did, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say Jerry Lawler came out for the contract signing between Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. Uh, they traded barbs and um, oh, real quick with that backstage yeah. promo with Apollo Cruz. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was walking by uh, Charlie Caruso asked him, uh, you know, if, how disappointed he is or something like that. And he just started crying and, and walked off. Yeah. Dun, uh. dun, dun. <laughs> So, this contract signing, what did you think of this, Matt? Mm-mm. Actually, Matt, let me ask you something real quick. Lawler. When you see someone yeah. crying like that, does it make you build sympathy for them in, in a wrestling standpoint? Or, or make their yard, yeah. Or the girl win? Just whiny or, you know, just grow a pair. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with people crying <laughs> or anything like that. But uh, in a wrestling so context, we now know what you feel. We now know what you no, feel. No, I right? don't. But Vince seems like the type of guy that if he's having a talent cry on TV, it's probably someone he, uh, you know, he doesn't. Uh, he's not planning to push that heavily. I mean, yeah, yeah, through a Vince eyesight, yes, that's true. Um, but it's meant to to develop sympathy. It's not to to, to make them embarrassed or something right it's not like a mike canellis thing somebody thought that that was a good idea and it just Hmm. hit that day and somebody said let's go with it Hmm. um they didn't go out of their way to make him look like an idiot come on they've been booking him pretty damn strong actually uh, after wrestlemania um they've been using a lot but um what was the next you guys oh jerry lawler i add absolutely nothing to this by the way this He's annoying at this point. I think they probably feel bad because he's there. He's there because of them. Uh, so they felt like they needed to use him and figured him on commentary is probably not the best look g- given his uh, medical history, his age. And then having him, you know, inches apart from the other commentators was just a bad look. I, that's my guess. I don't know. This promo, I, I think as someone pointed out earlier, it's like given Seth's track record recently i mean i don't know how invested i am in all this i think drew attacking seth at the end of them having murphy save rollins i mean this feels very placeholder i mean i hope this solidifies drew even more as the champion but man drew versus gender i'm way more interested in seeing than drew versus rollins 
Yeah, me too, actually. And Roll- Rollins, this Monday Night Messiah stuff, is just not working. And yeah, when he's doing these <laughs> promos, I'm just not getting into them. There was the one he did with Kevin Owens before WrestleMania that I thought was really good. But other than that, none of this Monday Night Messiah stuff has been connecting. It's, it's, over the, it's too over the top to where you don't take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Peter Bahi pointing out, Big Show would cry on live TV and he was the champion. Yeah, but not when, not when he was getting his big push at the top. Hmm. So yeah, this was Raw tonight, and I'm not having the the feeling that I have sometimes where I'm like, oh, you know, when I watched it, it was one thing, but as I'm talking about it, it wasn't that bad. It's like talking about it, like, nope, talking about it feels much like watching it did. Wait, did you mention the the brawl that broke out and Drew left him? Oh, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Murphy and yes. the aggressive yeah. hugging at the end. Okay. Yeah, so Murphy's back with Drew, Seth. AOP is gone for the near future so i would guess that would mean they're probably wow. gonna add a couple more people to stable because of uh God, who's which one of them is injured razor it's got the oh. bicep injury i don't so know they decided not to use how do you get how do you get hurt just being heaters i don't get it no this was months ago this was like uh when they were still doing the shows with the crowds there was one match where he caught the guy wrong and and injured his bicep. Oh, okay. Hmm. Okay. okay. So there you have it. That was raw tonight. Well, th- this was boring as hell. And folks, you can tell by how we're covering it. This sucked the energy out of every room and household in America. It sucks <laughs> saying that too. It sucks. I hate because I hope, look, I... you're going to be deemed. Listen to me. You're going to be deemed an essential business at a time when it was super controversial. You better come with it. You better come with something that does make its mark that, yes, you're entertaining America during a really tough time right now. Good for you, WWE. That's not what we got. We got craptastic TV is what we got. It it just looks like... WWE is saying we don't want to be doing this, but we have to. <laughs> you know, we no, need to was... still, still uh, make the money from the TV deal. So here you go. It was bad. Did you guys were you guys fans of Night Court as a kid? Yeah, the sitcom. Oh my god, yes. So Night Court yeah. thought they were ending in season eight, and they went out with a bang. And NBC was like, actually, we're extending your option for another year. And they came back for season nine that was absolutely terrible. Like nothing made sense. It was all phoned in. It was really lame. That is I what was, it reminded me of. Glenn, we were, way, we were way too little, though, to acknowledge that. You had to have seen that when you got older, because we were little kids when that came on Thursday nights. Yeah, when it started, but it ended in 1992. And I remember halfway through that ended Did it season. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, then I stopped watching. I stopped watching. Yeah, then. and season thought, nine yeah, was I thought horrible. it ended in the 80s. Oh, no. Because I was a little kid. I remember being a little kid, and if I got to stay up to watch it, I mean, it doesn't pass my bedtime. Yeah. Yeah. But it just feels like one of those things, like this is a contractual obligation where we are going through the motions. It's um, like the skits at the end of SNL, like the last uh, well, after weekend update where they're like, we need we need content out there. But so sometimes that's the when the out. weird shit happens on SNL and it can be incredible when they do some of those that are just really strange. You know, when it's in that last skit. the last time. <clears throat> Anyhow, um, but no, but to that purpose, though, they did the Boneyard match. We did the Firefly Funhouse match. Um, Vince is talking about mini movies. 
moving away from the live entertainment yeah. business, like just I, I want them to remember they're they're making a TV show first and foremost, and that is their job to give us three hours of quality television, not, not even quality, three hours of watchable TV every Monday night. Yeah. I mean, this is where we're at right now. I, I hope they, they try to change some yes. stuff, do more interesting stuff backstage. But um, this is, I mean, look, let's let's go ahead and get into it. My Smackdown this past, so Vince was on the investors call last week. And he was saying that raw ratings are down mostly because of newer talent. They're pushing new talent. And that's, but yeah, he said it'll bounce bull, back. That's bullshit. But he said SmackDown hasn't that's been bullshit. affected. And, pushing newer talent, like Ever-Rise. <laughs> But uh, SmackDown uh, this past Friday night, it did its lowest uh, lowest rating ever, 2.005, lowest ever on Fox, 2.005 million <laughs> viewers on Fox. It was up against the draft. The draft, I'm sure, definitely heard it, but it was still last in the 18 to 49 demo and also last in total viewers. So if, if, if the draft heard it, it still should have been number two and beating the other shows in the demo, but it's, I don't know. Listen. All right, when we say it's the lowest rating of all, it, they've only been on Fox for X amount of months, first of all. It's not like they have 500 shows in the can on Fox. Hey, Rod right? did, they only have so many episodes. Raw's doing their lowest ever in their history. Yes, yes, but when people keep saying what you just said, you're not the only one. I see everyone saying it on Twitter, too. Lowest rating SmackDown ever on Fox. They've only been on Fox for months, folks. Um. So it's not like a whole cornucopia of episodes they could choose from that they're competing against here for the lowest number. More importantly, listen, more importantly, the real telling thing is everyone in America is at home right now, okay, with guns to their head, with nothing to watch on television right now, and they're still choosing not to watch WWE. That's the most alarming part of all of this. Yeah. Nothing I mean, else is on. There's well, literally nothing else on normal cable television right now, Glenn, in which like their numbers should be going up. They should be because there's nothing else going. There's not a lot in of fact, new content. Listen, when they got declared, yeah. Li- listen, when they got declared an essential business, that alone should have been enough to get people go. What what the hell's going on WWE? That they're an essential business all of a sudden. Let me tune in and see what I've been missing. That should have drawn eyeballs. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, but there's not there's nothing else new. I think people I think viewing is more spread out than ever right now because there's so many options. That being said, I know you guys are loving uh, your Michael Jordan documentary, but did you uh watch the Beastie Boys yes. documentary? Did you watch the Beastie See, Boys documentary that dropped? No. Wait, wait, you don't like the Beastie Boys, man? No, hell no. Wait, really? I do, but it's not even I I I say I didn't. I said I do. Yeah. But it's not even in the conversation with the last dance. And The Last Dance is a great example. If you put good content on on TV, everyone will watch it because we're all home. We don't have any other choice. Yeah. And and, and to again, to your point with the Fox number, it is dropping every week. Raw has been dropping every week. So people are, with nothing to watch, they're choosing not to watch this. And because the ratings for the other shows are not down, that regular TV shows as far as. Terrifying. That should be terrifying. That should be an immediate cause to say we've got to change things immensely. Yeah. Not kind of, not dependent on a few new stars that might come back from injury. Let's wait for that, brother. No. Change your concept of how you put out your shows. You've got to do it now. 
mm-hmm. because that is talent. I, I'm so sorry. I find this so talent. There's no other sports on right now. They're, they're yeah. not losing it to other sports right now. Yeah. Although soon basketball's coming back. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. And this goes for AEW too. Their numbers. Weird, are, though. They were they were up last week Can a little from the week before. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Let me make a prediction real quick on NBA. Nobody's even talking about. They need to start talking about NBA curses like you won't believe. NBA players, they go to a game. They if you sit in the front row, you'll listen to it. I, dude, I'm telling you right now, they're gonna have a very hard time having these guys playing these arenas with no fans. They're gonna be bleep. You're gonna hear beeps every two seconds. Mark my words. Well, they said shit every tonight two seconds on Raw in the in the last segment there that contract signing. So, yeah. You know. Well, yeah, they, they do that. They've been doing yeah, that here and there. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, scary numbers, scary numbers for AEW2. They did their lowest number in the demo for, uh, the last two weeks in a row, tied for the lowest number. They're going to go back to taping starting next week. I'm going next week will be live. Then they're going to rotate tape live, tape live. So uh, AEW is basically coming back. Kind of a similar schedule to WWE's with how they're doing it with basically a live show one week and then they tape that same week for, and they show the tape show the following week. So, yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Last thing, did you guys hear you could buy the dirt from the Boneyard match? They're selling 536 of the dirt capsules. Uh, and you can buy them for 75 bucks. What? <laughs> you can't you can be a, serious. You a cannot... capsule of the dirt for 75 bucks. No, I'm just not kidding. <clears throat> I don't know, Raj. There are people that believe giving you money via YouTube is going to result in you watching the Goonies. So apparently these marks will buy anything, you know? <laughs> Dirt's a new one. If any of you guys buy, any of you all buy that, do not unfollow me immediately. <laughs> they did. I remember one time they cut up the ring, like uh, one of the WrestleMania rings, and, and you could buy a piece of the, the canvas. I thought that was kind of cool. But... Yeah, sure. But uh, and it was plat, you know, in a plaque, and they did the whole thing. But I mean, I would. I don't. First of all, I I would never believe it that the real dirt from the the thing to begin with. (laughs) Yeah, that's it's a dirt from some random backyard. (laughs) Yeah, Peter Bay saying, "Let Jeremy Borash write Ron Smackdown. Shoot Ron Smackdown like the Boneyard Max mix mixed with Kirby enthusiasm." (laughs) Empty arena wrestling is cringe. I do think doing more backstage stuff, a little more improv-ish, but you have your storylines backstage and more of that. The talent meetings, Vince having disagreements with Triple H over who they're putting on the show. You know, stuff like that I think would be way more fascinating than what we got right now. I, I, I got to say, that's what I liked about the Vince segment Friday is it was so freaking weird. At least it wasn't, it wasn't the Viking Raiders talking about how they want the smoke. Dude. Okay, yes, this is true, but I gave them credit on the air here for thinking outside the box. And even though it was good, bad, or indifferent, we've got to give them credit for trying to think outside the box. No, we don't. I take that comment back. <laughs> it was... Back in the box, WWE. <laughs> back in the box. Please. It was oh, terrible. It was what's terrible. the Jordan documentary called again? The Last Dance. And it's on ESPN? Yes. Oh my God! I haven't had a chance you to watch it yet. Dork! I can't believe you don't watch this. No, oh, I'm. I'm it getting, is I don't... the hottest thing, dude. It's the new Tiger King, but cooler. I'm, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It is awesome. Jordan curses like a sailor in it. It's really, <laughs> really good though. 
Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard really, really Is it good. is it all done, or are they still airing it? No, 10, 10 episodes. Oh, oh, wow. So is it, has there only been one? 10 episodes. They're still airing it. No. They show two episodes each uh, Sunday. This past Sunday, they showed episodes three and four. Yeah. But you can go back and watch them all. So watch yeah. them. They're worth it. Trust me. All they right. let the cameras come with them for an entire season, um, which I heard of 20 years ago. Wait, so so they've had and this all this time? Final and... championship season. They were going to, yes, and they were going to always do it um, this year. And um, they released it earlier than normal because everybody's home right now with nothing to yeah. watch on TV. Yeah. So they're releasing it earlier than expected. Oh, cool. All right. I will yeah. check it out. It is really good. You don't, you don't have to be an MJ fan or Bulls fan to like it. You know, there's awesome stuff on it with Rodman and just, just the, the rivalries and we grew up in a really cool time. That's all I'm going to say. We grew up in a very cool time for sports. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Growing up, I mean, Tyson, Jordan, they were like just another level of, uh, Dude, of icon. Tyson, Jordan, Hulk, and then Hulk Hogan. Like, yeah. we got to see the, the great greats, man. Mm-hmm. Oh. It was the time. Yeah. I mean, there, there is other stuff to watch right now, but there isn't a lot of live content being produced. And I think that that's, um, what, what am I missing that you keep saying? Like, tell well, me what are these other shows you're talking about. We talked about like a Better Call Saul wrapped up last week, so they finished that last Monday night. That was an entire season. Um, so Apple dropped the the Beastie Boys documentary over the weekend. Watch that; that was good. Um, there's still shows that are so that's airing, Apple, like, Apple Plus or Apple. Yeah, TV. Apple TV. So okay. if you got the hookup there, and that that was very. If you're a Beastie Boys fan, that was very good. Uh, Net, Netflix dropped uh, that movie Extraction over the weekend. Like movies and TV are still dropping on streaming, but it's also that was been produced obviously before everything shut down. In fact, there's a lot of shows right now. Like Superstore had this problem. A few <clears> other shows had their. Uh, production schedule interrupted so you're getting a lot of abrupt season finales now like shows are dropping off every week because they're running out of episodes so it's like wwe is going to have less competition going forward um and the big talk in hollywood right now is how are we going to keep producing new content in this new uncertain time it's going to change the way movies and tv are made it's going to be almost like drama camp they're going to fly people to a sequestered location and then have them just stay there while they shoot everything i'll be honest i don't get what's so hard about shooting I mean, things are going to start getting more relaxed now. So I don't understand why that's so difficult to do when they're so rich. They have so much money. They have so many doctors on site there. You take everybody's temperature that comes in every single day and you'd be very strict about it, obviously. And it's a closed set. I mean, I would argue Joe Blow, the neighbor down the street, has a lot more to worry about going back into when they open up a restaurant and sit down to simply get a meal and catching that virus versus a closed set in Hollywood does. Well, Matt, to your point, it's not the celebrities. It's the same problem that WWE had with a member there, I believe. It's the crew. It's the people that are working longer hours, have to travel to multiple locations. Um, a star could probably go and sequester themselves in their luxury trailer for the entire yeah. duration of a shoot, but your average gaffer yeah, or key yeah. grip has to go home each night to their family, uh, you know, and it introduces more potential risks uh, that are involved in the process. No, no. A lot Do of these know? I mean, anything I, anything I ever shot, those types of uh, employees are on the road with us hmm. for what we're shooting. With Dallas, Texas, they're there on the road with us doing all that work. It's a shit ton of work, but yeah. it's, it, they don't go back home afterwards. They're at the hotel with us. 
Yeah. Well, that's the thought. I guess it's going to be more location shoots. So remember, the majority of TV shows are still shot on sound stages and studios in the Southern California area. It's going to change budgets. Everything's going to have to become essentially a location shoot if you've got to house and feed uh, 24 hours a day every single person. That was even the other thing people bring up, like catering. Like catering could be a way that this comes in. So they have to almost get all the food ahead of time, make sure everything is screened, cooked to the right temperature. Like there's a logistical, a lot of issues going on with it. And so with WWE, I mean, in a way they're kind of pioneering that this is possible. And yes, we give them shit. And yes, the essential business thing was kind of shady, but if they prove this can work and nobody gets sick again, um, that will actually probably yeah. be a model that Hollywood will try and copy in a lot of their productions going forward. And this. And, and listen, and I mean, no disrespect, but WWE, in my opinion, with how many people are on that roster and how many people are working backstage there, okay? In my opinion, like even five people would not be enough, in my opinion, for it to do something as far as making them stop. I'm being so serious. Can I give you a statistic right now? Sure. Seminole County right now, as of today, seven total COVID-19 tests, uh, positive uh, tested patients are taking up our hospitals all across our county right now. It's down to seven. So people are getting so so. so I'm not undercutting the virus, but at the same time, look, that's a real number. That's not a made up number. Numbers don't lie, and um, we've done our part in, in all of us, I would say, across this country, and slowing the spread. And we need to continue to do it. But we got to go back. This country's got to reopen. People got to go back to, to doing what they're doing because there's other numbers that are going up right now, like domestic abuse, alcoholism, addiction, depression. And more importantly, I'm watching business after business lose everything that they put, every single penny they've ever had of their lifetimes gone, gone. Um, and it's sad as hell to watch. And uh, we, 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 I'm sorry, we, we just got, we have to, we got to go back, be smart about it. Everyone has their own prerogative on how they want to re-enter this, right? You want to stay home? Stay home. If you have to go back into work to make a living, I guarantee you that face will be smart about how they do that. There'll be social distancing. You wear your mask. I wear my gloves everywhere, even when I don't even need them, um, just to double up safe. You know, we're all going to enter this very slowly, I'm hoping, and smartly. <clears throat> and we, we probably need to start testing a lot of people that have no symptoms just to see how widespread it is, how many people have gotten this. So, and now we can. And now we yeah. can. I got tested with no symptoms this week, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think the testing uh, being readily available is going to be a necessity to make this work. But, uh, you know, I think the scary thing is, Raj and I were talking about yeah. this off the air. I think you have people that fall into any at-risk category. That could be someone with diabetes, someone with high blood pressure, someone that's overweight, uh, that's in a high-risk category. That's like 60% of the U.S. population when you add all that up. So I think it's yeah. going to be the challenge. Yeah, can we have a 50% economy that functions and keeps everything in business? That's going to be the question. And, but, and yeah, also, and also with the number of people that have it now, before when it spread, it was just a small amount of people that, that you know, that had it now opening it up with all these people that might have it with no symptoms uh, going out, like how much worse does that spread with the second wave until you get can get tested? No, you don't have it. Yeah, um, there, <clears throat> there have been people that have it that didn't know they even had it and it's already come and gone. Yeah. Well, Sure. But they can give it to someone else, like if they still had it. Absolutely. Who can't get through it? Absolutely. Yeah. That's true. 
And so yep. what I'm saying is when this first started, it was it was a very small amount of people that we believe that it spread from, you know, just a small amount. Now you have all these other people that probably have it uh, that just don't show any symptoms. And like, I, you know, I don't I haven't taken a test, but I have no symptoms. But if I went out and got all of a sudden I'm back to doing my stuff and, you know, going to restaurants. So here's and the thing, no matter what. But here's the thing, no matter what happens. All right. You can have this virus. You can get over this virus. Be quarantined for 14 days. You have to get retested after that. Now that you test negative, a week could go by, and guess what? You can get it all over again. All right. So, so listen. It's it, it's yes, yes. You're not you're not immune just because you've had it. That's what they're saying right now. Yeah, I mean it's freaking scary, man. I mean we're the right age for this. Uh, but I was thinking this the other day. It was like, you know. I remember growing up in the age of uh, HIV and thinking about what a risk that was and how that impacted like entire that generation. That was a death sentence. That was a yes. death. It was a total death sentence. When Magic got it, I thought that's it. I cried my eyes out because he was going to die. My dad told me. Yeah. No, I, I you think about it. He didn't tell me how you get it. Exactly. He told me that he I, was yeah. going to die from They made it, when you were a kid, they made it sound like you could get it from having sex with any woman. <laughs> you know, they didn't say that they had to be infected and, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you know, like you could get it from anyone. I didn't even get that courtesy. I wasn't mature <laughs> enough for them to give me that part of the conversation, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I'm at risk. We go to school today. I hope I don't get HIV. Like, because they're really making it seem Seriously. like this is, yeah, I know. Like that. And if you smoke crack, your heart's going to explode so and you'll scary. die. Uh, between crack and AIDS, I didn't leave the house for the better part of the late 80s. Uh, no, but but seriously, I mean, we grew up under the specter of a public health crisis. Then I'm not making light of it. The fact that we can even talk about this now and how some of it seems so overblown speaks to the great medical yeah. advances. I mean, Magic Johnson's still alive, kicking. Magic Johnson's in better yeah. health than probably the three of us combined right now. Yeah. And um, I think that with something yeah. like this, it's so scary because it's been such a long time since there was something that was this deadly, this widespread, yeah, and this at risk. And it's it's going to change things. And uh, I think we're still in the yeah. early stages of it. You know, so Matt, to your yeah, point, yeah. I, we, I get. We I'm are. Sorry. We're at the end. We're at, we're at the end of the beginning. Is what we are. Because this was just new information, Glenn, that yeah. you are not immune to it once you get it and you get over it. That's not been old information. That's new. That's somewhat new. Um, and they're going to continue to get new information. And we can test everybody. We can test everybody 500 times. Guess what? The 501st time that they don't test you could be when you get it. So we've got to develop the antibodies to fight this virus until a vaccine comes out. And there's just a good article up in their home for a year and a half. There's a good article on Politico, politico.com, where they're looking at all the different treatments and stuff that they're working on right now with the, all the different companies. So um, it helps helps ease the mind a little bit. That, Glenn, uh, the, yeah. And not to scare everybody, Glenn, I think this is worse. I think this is worse than HIV, actually. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. of, of how 100 miles an hour out of the can in this can. Okay. I, 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 I just how contagious. 
no, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, and that's the thing. Spread. This is like, I mean, I can't even imagine for uh, generations coming up right now that are that are seeing the specter of this. But I think for all of us, I mean, look, this podcast has been playing out in real time as, as we saw and talked about, I mean, over episodes and episodes. And it's like looking at it now, it's like, I don't freaking know, man. It's like, I look at everything that's going on and uh, it's scary. It's terrifying in a million cases. I mean, we were up to almost 60,000 Americans dead from this. That's, uh, a, probably that's a million confirmed, you know, a million tested, confirmed so cases. Yeah. Um, and Matt, to your point, like, I absolutely get what you're saying about Longwood and, and you know, that it's, it's hit from there, but it's like, if you open everything up tomorrow and a bunch of tourists, from New- well, yeah, 500,000, that's out of 500,000 residents. I understand. But if you open up everything tomorrow and a bunch of tourists from New York say, Hey, we want to go to Longwood, get out of Manhattan. It's like, I would think you'd have people yeah. turning them away at the border being like, no, it's good. Let's not, you know, let's not travel right now. Um, because it shit can take a turn very, very quickly. So, uh, you know, look, I want, I want, uh, whatever happens, I think, you know, for the sake of humanity, we need to be successful. I don't know what the answer is. I'm not the best person to ask about it, but looking at the numbers, like it it, it sucks all around. It's gotta be a slow, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a slow of both. Yeah. What it's gotta be. Mm -hmm. Because again, Glenn, and nobody talks about this because they're scared to bring it up. What happens if we continue to do these stay at home? For yeah. let's say another month, people are losing it as it is, right? Give it another month, let's say another two of stay at home. You don't think people will be robbing after that? You don't think people will be breaking into stores and stealing food and stealing stuff and looting? I guarantee you, it will happen. Look what we're seeing right now with people that don't think that think their constitutional rights are being trampled on with all this to begin with, and they're on the middle of the streets just just going against the grain right now or just echoing their opinions right now right and, this, and, tr- and tragically it's going to get worse yeah. you know this past friday my office was broken into uh, oh, wow. like the, the building that my office is in and then my office my door was well, open people can't go back oh my god well people garage when people can't go back to work and yeah. make a living and the next step is people will steal yeah which was I weird because no these guys did, were apparently just lose. looking for cash because I had a bunch of stuff out and they didn't take anything. Just They were just looking for cash in all the buildings. Um, I am a pretty moderate center-left center kind of guy, not compared to this hippie Raj Geary over here with his uh, Bernie or Bust bumper stickers right, and uh, the right. solar panels on his uh, roof. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I do have but, a Tesla. But... but let me tell you that uh, I think there is something – to this idea, I've, it's it's weird to me seeing how socialism, uh, some of these policies have happened and are somewhat of the solution. And I think that freaks people out too. But at the same time, things like universal basic income, if you look at the companies that have abused this paycheck program and like all the money that's gone to billionaires and people that didn't need it that just applied for this, I feel like there's something really messed up that we're not putting money in the pockets of people who are at the absolute bottom to, to give them like not... A, even the most minimal quality of life, because I think you're right, Matt, but I think what's going to happen is, and this is probably what scares a lot of the people with the billionaires that are saying, Hey, we need to get everyone back to work because those are the people that they're coming for first. When the, when the class uprising happens and the broke have no other options and the people living in poverty, like that's when the shit's really going to go down. And we're going to talk about like the French revolution level of shit happening. Like that's what I think is like crazy. Just even think as a possibility. Oh, that's why you can't let it get to that point. <laughs> I mean, if that's the way you see it, I see the ways. If you bust your ass, the best thing about our country has always been this and will always be this, which is you bust your ass more than anybody else out there. Okay. You bust your ass like nobody's business. You get so good at something. 
that you're able to make a decent living for you and your family for it. You should earn every penny that you got coming to you because of how much you were willing to bust your ass to get that. Not every rich fat cat is rich and sure. fat because he's just born into this lap of luxury. Okay? I've earned every single penny I've earned here getting slammed on my head for years. All right? 21 questions later. Um, people would give me the perception that they assume I have money. I don't have money. I make 900 bucks a month being mayor. Okay? So so, so I, I think my opinion, this is the way I've always seen America, which is you got to help your fellow brothers and sisters up in life. Always. That's what we're here to do. But by the same token, you also have got to, I believe, to get people out there, get your kids and the next generation inspired that if you go out there and you hit a home run out there, you will be paid for it by, by how hard you're willing to work at something, not just chilling and thinking that you've got something coming to you. Because in other countries, people get free insurance and free this and free that. It leads to those that will not bust their ass and that will take advantage of that. And it will kill our future generations of being able to go out there and develop that strong work ethic, that thick skin, that this scary as hell world is going to gut them alive if they don't have those skill sets. Well, it's what's interesting about the free market. And I think that this is going to be, um, this is going to be the test for that. I think that this is really going to be an interesting test in the history of uh, this country as things open up and seeing if it's even possible to succeed with. Uh... Because, Sorry? because like really quick, we're putting our COVID-19, we, they're putting COVID-19, like I have something, to do, I have nothing to do where we put our COVID-19 test, but um, they're putting COVID-19 tests out there now for asymptomatic they put them out there, even if you don't have insurance, you mm -hmm. can go get it. And we're putting we're putting them in in, in uh, places, um, in which, um, you know, the less fortunate are right. The people that that generally are not going to get that kind of uh, medical care. There's not facilities near them and things of that. The pop up sites, um, and that's been super successful. Um, and it's also I will point this out though. Now that we're testing, I don't know what you guys are doing in your states, but now that we're doing asymptomatic testing, it's going to drive that death rate down immensely. Yeah. Immensely, it's going to drive that down. I think that's the key. But and again, is the, the weirdest part, Glenn, is like we can go get it again like five days later. You know what I mean? No, I know. I don't and think like, that's proven Just yet, because right? we're negative now. I don't think that's proven because uh, I yes. think the, the the test cases they were looking yes. at where they tested negative and then positive again, they feel like uh, a lot of those guys might have still had it and it just reactivated. Not that they got it. I'll yet. give you an example. I can't say where, but we have a nursing place um, with a staff, not here in Longwood, by the way, but here in Florida, where I, to my understanding, unless I'm wrong, they had to be get two negatives after testing the staff got positive tested they went through the 14 days of quarantine they had to take the test again they had to get score two negatives in order to go back and they were not able to go back yeah because well, i think that there's a lot of t uh, false and negatives on the testing right now they're saying that yes there's only, like only, yes yeah that's 50%. very true yes but, but to your point, Matt, I think this is the gateway. And I think this is a good thing is that I think that with this free testing and the free care they're talking about for people with COVID-19, um, I think this is really going to change people's perception of healthcare. And I think this is the domino yeah. falling to having a national healthcare system and uh, in ensuring healthcare is a right for all Americans. Because we're seeing that if we can't take care of people, we are all vulnerable. 
like like you said, Matt, like somebody gets it and they can give it to other people. I'm not saying it's going to be mandatory, but I do think that will be uh, perhaps one positive that happens to society uh, out, of, out of this because it's shifting the way people see these things and their access to healthcare. But we'll see. It's really tough. Um, and uh, we certainly didn't mean to get all political about this tonight or dive into it. But I think that, you know, look, right now I'm going to just say this, though. Seeing these stories, and I know some people want to want to laugh or smirk at it, but if you're going to go out and protest um, social distancing or things not being open, like, by all means, still take some basic precautions because you're seeing these stories about people that lead these protests that are coming down with it. And look, nobody wants anyone to die or, or suffer from this and especially doesn't want them to pass it on to other people. So I think that, you know, I know we're all cooped up. I think I told you guys the other, uh, like last week, I had the idea one day where I was like, you know what? I'm just sick of this. If I get it, I get it. I need to just leave this freaking house and go out there. Yes. It's Go so easy to be at that point, but we have to let cooler heads prevail and remember that we are all in this together. Getting a lot of emails about this, just so you know, uh, this is going back to wrestling. Oh, come um, on. We're going to just uh, reboot yeah, Crossfire. It's just going to be me and Matt. So Dutch Mantel, he tweeted Go. out that he heard directly out of WWE Stanford that a deal is being negotiated to sell WWE and the network to ESPN and Fox by as early as mid-May. I think he's got that mixed up. No. There was talk of selling the network and moving the network, but not not WWE. And I can't see any any network, <laughs> any company buying a company no like WWE right now during this pandemic with with money being so tight. So I wouldn't. I'm getting a lot of tweets about it. Don't I wouldn't. How take would anything. that even work? So so Stephanie McMahon like wouldn't have anything to do with the company anymore. Vince would have nothing to do with it. Yeah, right. Well, it would probably be like the UFC where they'd probably hook, you know retain somebody you know I mean, obviously a lot of the, the talent once the ufc was sold to endeavor but yes i don't believe it um, only way i'd see that is a stephanie stephanie just doesn't want to do it anymore that is the only way i could see that and that would crush vince by the way well vince has said he's open to selling it but again the timing right now but now yeah, like exactly yeah what a terrible time yeah i don't so, know i wouldn't put too much into that <clears throat> Okay, do we got anything else, Raj? Getting all riled up here. Gerald Briscoe was uh, among the people released. Oh. Gerald Briscoe had been with the company forever, um, so he was let go. Um, and that, Are you kidding me? Is... Was this recent? Yeah, this was, was just in, yeah with Briscoe? all the releases and everything. Yeah, Gerald Briscoe was one of them. And so, yeah, I mean, he's been the company a long time. He's one of the Stooges. A lot of fans remember him you know, in that way from the Attitude Era. Did a lot of scouting and recruiting. Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And this is the Others. thing. This is what it comes down to. It's like, Matt, I agree with your point about like pulling yourself by your bootstraps and working harder, but it's like WWE at a time they were having record profits. You're cutting people that have been with the company forever, that have been so loyal to you, that have done so much for the company, and just to save a couple bucks, you're trimming them off payroll while you're pulling in these record profits and well, justifying. Let me, strange. While we're on that. Could yeah. you imagine what it would look like if they were not able to do taping and they were not able to go to work? Because hmm. that's what I'm witnessing with a lot of yeah. small business owners. I'm watching it, and it's the saddest thing. I cry I once a day at least. It sucks to watch. That's the I feel like I've bought All so many gift cards for restaurants. I mean, it's... we're paying even like our pet groomers right now to just come and not because we want them oh. to stay in business, you know? That's cool. Um, I mean, I think that's the thing. That's I think if people cool. are doing what they can, but yeah, and that's that's what I worry about, Matt. So when I talk about that, it's like it's not me being a naysayer predicting, but I'm just like, man, like you could tell me it's open tomorrow, I'm not going to be first in line to go to my favorite restaurant 
you know, I which mean, is, yeah, we're gonna have is, to see. And that's a beautiful thing, and that's the beautiful thing about all this. That's yeah. why you want to be able to do when it does open the phases, right? Yeah. No barbershops, no tattoo parlors, um, haircut places. Even though I know uh, my wife is dying to go to a place like that right now, but seriously, uh, you come back and you trickle into it slowly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, we'll and, then, and then you have the ultimate. You have the ultimate call. More importantly, every one of us. You yeah. don't want to go to these places, then you don't because you don't want to take that risk if you think it's a risk. Yeah, I think that's going to be the most interesting part. No, I mean, there's there's it's, no simple it's, it's answer. easy. Yeah, like no one knows where. And certainly, it, it's all improv, you, right? Yeah. Know, and if way. we if we've solved these yes. world's problems and our country's problems on the wrestling podcast, that'd be incredible. But we're not going to do it. I've I've got a pretty good ego. I'll put our no bullshit. I'll put that conversation against a lot of those out there on political uh, podcasts where we just talked about. Quite well, because you're on the other, you're on one uh, side. We know I'm obviously on the other without getting into the weeds on this, folks. I think you guys could tell this by now, <laughs> our fans. Um, but we do so with respect for one another the entire time. So yeah. I always appreciate that. Yeah. No, I mean, most cable politics, that's, that's the pro wrestling uh, of it all. It's really kind of insane how much that's devolved, which is unfortunate. Um, Raj, I was yep. gonna say, oh, Raj, we were talking about this. I think not when you were on, but when WWE comes back and does live events, they need to make sure that that first live event is as full as they can. It can be with it being safe, because if they if they open a live event and can't sell tickets for it, like they're screwed. Like well, that, would, their live event business is done for. Well, I would think that you would have to have some social distancing at the first, you know, the, these first arena shows right. when you come back. So you have them. So maybe you got an arena, 10,000 yeah. people, but you sell 25% of those tickets so you can space people out. So you got, you know, 2,500 people space them out and then, you know, slowly do that. And again, keep, keep paying attention to the data, the numbers. Um, and then you could, yep. you, you know, start the less distancing. I don't know. It'll be weird. Yeah. I think uh, drive-in movies are going to make a comeback as a result of all this because uh, we just need. Oh, I don't even have a place. We don't even have a place in the city to do something like that. I was thinking about that just to this morning, ironically, uh, Glenn. How yeah. cool would it be to put something like that up? But we don't have the space to do something like that here. The, you don't have an wish. empty lot somewhere you could just put up a drive-in? Not that big. Not that big. But yeah. Not, not to could... bring in like how. I think you go to like the woods and get get your iPad and you know, do it the, that way. You need distance, Raj. Need distance. <laughs> I haven't been to a drive-in movie probably in 30... I think the Karate Kid Part 2 and Space Camp were the last movies I saw at a drive-in. Yeah, we... <laughs> it was a double feature. They were awesome. I, we went. I, we had one up until the 90s out here in Colorado, in Denver, and now it's a bunch of uh, condos. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, we'll see, man. Well, it's good hanging out with you guys. I got to gro- I got to go wipe down my uh, groceries with bleach wipes because I just got a grocery delivery. So, I think we should wrap this up. And that's the reality we're living <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Uh, until next time, I'm Cody Rubenstein. He's Matt Morgan. He's Raj Geary. and we'll see you back here Wednesday with Justin Labar on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Until then, take care.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 